Hello and welcome to Opera Apero. On today's episode, I'm talking to my good friend Jake. We're going to be talking about Handel's opera Agrippina. But before we get into the actual opera, let's meet our guest, Jake. Hello. I noticed you laughed there when you said you were going to introduce me. Yes. Jake, how, how do we know each other? <laughs> Why are you laughing so much? Is that because it's weird to introduce one of your old friends on a podcast? Yes. Started? Yes. It is a little, yeah, it is funny. Yeah, we haven't had to introduce <laughs> each other in a long time. Um, yes, well, let's see. We met, I think, when was that? Uh, five years ago. 2016, uh, right? Yeah, early, very early 2016, when we were both working at the same place, but didn't know each other. And we went to a, a co-workers party and, um, and we both discovered that we used to live in Florida. And I think that's, that's how we first connected. Yeah. And then, uh, you had like a Super Bowl party and that was oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. really impressed by your Kansas city style oh. wings. Oh yeah. That was fun. No one was having fun until Sophia arrived. Uh, listeners I bring the party <laughs> yeah also I don't bring the party apparently it was very awkward before you arrived uh, I visited you with our some of our other Boston friends and yeah we both lived in Boston from what was it 2015 till 2017 yes, yes. and where do you live now I live in Seattle so I, we're That's as far right. away as so possible. Yeah. <laughs> that means that I, during this recording, I'm having a glass of wine because it's like 8 p.m. for me. And Jake just woke up an hour ago. Yes. And I had hash browns. Ooh, I miss hash browns. You can get them frozen here. I, we discovered this year. and You didn't know that? That's like an American thing. Yeah. I, I did not know that. And whenever I tell anyone that, they're like, you didn't know that? And I'm embarrassed. Um, My Bulgarian mother knows this. She <laughs> used to buy them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Does she listen to this podcast? Yeah. Oh, I, w- I wish I could have been on with Kitschka. First of all, that would have been a way better idea. Or just have her <laughs> on before me. Because uh, we're, I'm a big fan and her and I are very similar. As we've discussed, we both give you a lot of unsolicited advice <laughs> <laughs> and solicited. Yeah. Um, now, my next question for you, Jake, is have you been to an opera before? Um, I don't think I've been to an opera, although when you're a kid, you get dragged to all sorts of things. And uh, I've I watched a little bit of one on one of the, the live stream live streams that you sent me when I think really was it the Met or someone you actually watched some of it yeah perfect um all right so you picked this opera from two choices that I gave you that I thought you might enjoy um and the reason I thought you might enjoy this one is because it has everything in it. it it has drama some romance it has politics it's extremely complicated. <laughs> uh, there's also some like power grabs. That's part of the politics, I guess. Uh, so, and it's so this opera it was written by Handel, uh, who was a Baroque composer. So, just think sometime in the 1700s. All right. All right. So, the best way to do this might be to introduce some of the base characters first and then get into the actual plot. All righty. It's called Agrippina. Agrippina is the name of one of the characters. She is the Empress of Rome, wife to Claudio. Claudio is the Emperor of Rome. Oh, wow. So this cool. is set back when Rome had emperors. The Roman Empire, yes. Um, Got it. Like Caesar, the Caesar type of era? She, yeah. Yeah, like that. Um, in fact, Claudio has just conquered Britain, so... Whenever that happened in history. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I always forget that they did that. Yeah, and they built that wall up north. 
Agrippina is not pure as the driven snow. Agrippina Uh-oh. actually has a son from another marriage before Claudio, and this son's name is Nerone. Then the next two characters are Ottone, who is an officer in Claudio's uh, regiment or battalion or whatever, and Papea, who is a woman. <laughs> uh huh. The most important thing, the only reason Papea is involved in this whole plot line is because a bunch of men are attracted to her and want to be with her. Got it. The opera starts off with basically Claudio has gone and left Rome to go conquer Britain. And when it starts off, he's supposed to be returning, but Agrippina finds out through uh, some external uh, sources that his ship got caught in a storm and the ship sunk. And so Claudio is actually presumed dead. Agrippina, (laughs) instead of being upset or anything about this, instantly sees an opportunity for her son to become the emperor. And she's like, okay, we need to get Nerone on the throne. She, she, She doesn't like mourn at all. And so Nerone is like not super jazzed about it. He's uh, in the production I saw, he kind of just enjoys like dicking around and doing drugs and like fucking about. So he's a, he's an adult though. He is an adult. Yeah, he's an adult. Uh, okay. He is an adult. But, you know, kind of just imagine those like spoiled kids that like grew up with a lot of money yeah, yeah. in their household. I'm familiar you know, with how this. they kind of just enjoy. <laughs> they just enjoy enjoying life, but they don't sure. really work or do anything. Yeah. I feel like so I would do no well as one of those type of people where I would be. Wouldn't we all? No. Well, some people apparently spin out and they get addicted to drugs. But I'm telling you, I would be like the responsible version of a, of a spoiled child. Uh, so basically Agrippina is just like, Nerone, this is what's going to happen. You're going to be the emperor. We're going to get this shit taken care of. Uh, she gets these two other people. They're two dudes. And she gets them to say like, you know, once we announce that Nero's going to be, Nerone is going to be the emperor, then just like declare publicly your support. And they're like, they both kind of want to fuck Agrippina. So they're just like, yes, will do. Yeah. Also, that's the thing is that she does it set. She she talks to them separately because she uses her wiles on them. She doesn't actually do anything with them. She just like uses her feminine wiles to convince them to do this to support her. Because she's like, yeah, you know, then like we could be together, and you know, she's just playing both of them separately. And so while she's doing this, she sends out Nerone to the city center uh, to hand out to do charity work. So he's just handing out food or handing out packages of like shirts and things and to the the poor people of Rome. And this is like a way to um what's the word? Gather support in yeah. in the populace. Basically she's laying all this groundwork and then there's a ceremony later on where they're gonna announce that Claudio hasn't come in, come back and they're gonna say like, oh, Nero should be the next person. And as they're having this ceremony, this one of Claudius' servants comes in and is like, Claudius is alive. Uh, he's not dead. Actually, the officer, Otone, saved him. And because Otone saved him from sure death, Claudius, in, in to thank him, is going to announce him as the successor to his throne. Ooh. Right? It's like, yeah, it's crazy. Fuck all my family. Uh, so why why does he have to announce, uh, like, another successor at this point? Is he getting old? Oh. No, no, no. He's just, like, he's doing it as, uh, as like, thanks. I got it. Okay. And then, yeah. does Claudius have any other children? No. Interesting. Uh, so... Yeah. Also, Nerone's not his son, so yeah. just like, fuck him. A, a stepson? I'm dropping a lot of F-bombs on this one. Ah! <laughs> All right, got it. So he announces that Otone 
will be a successor and he is alive. Yes. And Otone is like, yep, that's true. All good. And Agrippina is, you know, secretly pissed, but because her husband has just come back alive, she has to act very ecstatic and very pleased, uh, even though this completely ruins all of her plans. Uh And she's very frustrated. So uh, people clear out, and it's just Otone and Agrippina left. And Otone confides in Agrippina and is like, I don't want the throne. I This is not what I want. All I care about is having my beloved Papea by my side. Okay. Remember Papea, whose only existence in this plot is because she's a woman she's a who's woman. attractive. Yes. Are you just saying yeah. that so, or is that, do they make that a point in the play? No, or, literally you're, like you're Papea, it's, it's never really said anywhere what Papea's like job <laughs> or role. I mean, I mean, I'm not like job, but uh-huh. you know, Empress is a kind of a job. Emperor is a job. Yeah, uh, I get it. Military officer Papa job. is just a, a, you know, back in that time, I think you could just be like a, a woman or a person that if you're rich enough, you can just kind of exist. I would see. That's what I would have grown into if I had been <laughs> the uh, the Nerone character. Um, Life goals just to exist. <laughs> not- yeah. Got it. Yes. All right. This is interesting. So this is kind of like the the vibe of this opera is like everyone is kind of scheming or like strategizing. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. I understand. Where? Okay. So Otone tells Pop, uh, Agrippina in private that he doesn't want the throne. He wants to be with Papea. And Agrippina is just like, oh, this is good information for me to have because what Agrippina also knows is that Claudius is interested in Papea as well. Oh, see, he is a bad guy. Is he? Wasn't she married to Claudius? Yeah. Uh, and she she knows that her husband wants a different man or woman. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that seems not very nice that her husband also wants Pompeia. So then what happens? Yeah. So she sees an opportunity to manipulate people even more. She advises Otone and is just like, you know, it'll work out. It's fine. And then they leave. And then she goes to Pompeia seeks her out in her home and it's just like, you know what I heard? I and Papea also loves Otone. Papea and Otone, like they're in love already. It's not like he's pining for her and she doesn't know about him. Like they already in love. Okay. Base yeah. layer, they're yeah. like in love. They're into each other. They want to be together. Got it. So when Agrippina goes to Papea, she's just like, so I heard that Otone kind of ditched you for the crown. Like oh. he told Claudius that actually like, he told Claudius he would take the crown and that Claudius could have you. And of course, Papea being another love struck person. Cause she's just, she wa- also wants to be with Otone. It's just like, Oh my God, what the hell? Like why? And she feels completely betrayed by Otone and everyone immediately trusts Agrippina. No one ever, disbelieves her and Got which it. is wild um but then yeah, also she's been had a great reputation until now <laughs> <laughs> also then at this point one of claudius's servants kind of like the the guy who just like announces claudius and things comes in and is just like you know what papea like claudius it's his first night back in town he's actually coming to see you before seeing his wife. And so. Wait, and you know what? I, while you're thinking, you know what I've also figured out? Is that the way you described this, where everyone is strategizing and there's a lot of like romantic relationships going on. This is like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, where it's okay 
to strategize and be a little deceptive because that's part of the game. And so now I understand this opera better. <laughs> um, okay. Great. So now that Pape is pissed, Agrippina tells her, you know what? When Claudius comes, here's what you got to tell him. You got to tell him, like, fuck over Otone by telling Claudius that Otone asked you to, like, refuse Claudius. That basically you can't be with Claudius because you love Otone too much or you want him too much. And so Popea's like, great idea. Will do. And she does pretty much exactly that. And uh-huh. and then she feels terrible because she's like, well, I, I just denounced my lover and this person I care. And she, but she's still upset. She, she has a lot of things going on. Uh, and she's just like, all right, uh, I feel terrible. Agrippina kind of consoles her. This is the end of act one. Wow. How many acts are there? Three. Oh, all right. We're making good progress. All right. And at this point in the story, what did you think? Because you watched this right all the way through. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you think at this point? (laughs) Part of the reason I watched this uh, is because one, and when I read through the plot, I was just, I couldn't follow the plot myself. (laughs) So this is actually the fact that we're doing this right now is quite challenging. Um, (laughs) But part of the reason I watched it. You didn't understand it when you were watching it? No, 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 I did. I did. But this, so for me, when I was reading the plot, I was getting confused as I was reading the plot. So I was like, I need to watch (laughs) it live to understand. (laughs) Oh, I see. So then you understood it better when you watched it actually being performed. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I don't know. Does that ever happen to you where you're like, you read something and you're like, I don't get this. And then you see it. And yeah. You're like, oh, that's okay. Called, that's called a uh, work when someone emails you. <laughs> and then you're like, can we do a call? <laughs> I'm a king of calls. I call people all the time. That's why we're such good friends. You call me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That is why we're such good friends is because you call and call. <laughs> I know it made you sound super annoying, but it's really good. Uh-huh. I sound nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you ready to go to act two? Um, yeah. Well, I wanted to know uh, yeah. after act one, so you watched this, what, like, what were you thinking? Were you rooting for anyone? Were you like, this is a great opera? What, were your, what was your review? Um. I think this is the kind of opera where I'm always rooting for Agrippina. Uh, <laughs> okay. Papea. Uh-huh. I mean, Agrippina has got so much going on that uh-huh. I was just like, oh my God. Play these fools. Play them. <laughs> okay. Got Play it. Play them like the banjo. Um, Interesting. She's like, yeah, she's yeah. like one of the characters on The Bachelor who... She's out scheming everyone, but you still root for her. Sure. Yeah. I've never watched The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, so I'm going to take your word on that one. Yeah. This is for anyone who's watched it. Um. Cool. Act two. Now, flashback to beginning of act one, when Agrippina was kind of seducing those two dudes to help support Nerone's claim to the throne. All right. I'm flashback. <laughs> um, so these dudes are hanging out and talking and they're just like, oh shit, she scammed us. She got us. And they realize that Agrippina has kind of promised both of them the same thing. And they're just like, well, you know what? From now on, it's the two of us together. Like we're not going to like play her games. We're not going to fall her for her stunts. We're going to like, we're not going to do that. We're going to be our own men. Uh, so now they're allied. Uh, and Otone comes in. Basically, there's supposed to be there's some large ceremony, and everyone's in the same room. It's Otone, Agrippina, Nerone, and Papea. And Claudius comes in, 
and everyone's getting hyped because it's going to be this like ceremony where they like, you know, it's a- another ceremony to give Otone that like power in the crown and stuff. Okay. I was wondering what the and, ceremony was for. Yeah. It's, it's uh, a coronation or something like this. Yeah. yeah. And they're all talking about the emperor and stuff. Uh-huh. And then Claudius turns around and is like, Otone is a piece of shit. He's a traitor. Uh, (laughs) In front of everyone. Oh, this is so awkward. Yeah. Also, mind you that up until this point, all like Otone has been involved in no scheming. Otone simply was like told Agrippina. Like this is Otone is like the truly like, the best character in this whole play because he just wants to be loved and he's constantly getting fucked over. Like, so, so that's what I'm saying is that he, for this whole time has not done anything wrong. Like he has not schemed. He has not done anything. All he did was confess his love of Popea to Agrippina. And And he doesn't know that. So so he shows up to this thing and then gets like denounced and Everyone turns his their back on him. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, wait, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Otone. Yeah, no, this whole thing is terrible for Otone. <laughs> 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 it's just so I honestly I love I love it because he does nothing pretty much the whole time and it's just not yeah it's not good for him and uh, claudius does this yeah. because he wants pompeia or what, what's the reason Pompeia, yeah because Pompeia w- told him that she loves like otone and otone is the thing keeping her and claudius apart and so he thinks claudius you thinks that he takes otone down a notch that Pompeia won't like otone yeah, that like that'll clear the path for him and Papea to be together. Interesting, but now also he won't be the the emperor. So then, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of like Claudius thinks like, oh, like Otone has just been like talking about how great he'll be as emperor. How he'll be emperor. Uh-huh. He'll have Papea. He'll have everything. And he's like, no, I need Papea. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, cool. This is crazy. Yeah. Also, this kind of stuff happens on The Bachelor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Otone has this, like, really sad aria at this point where he's just like, again, ex- exactly what I said before. Like, what did I do? Like, what's going on? Oh. Why is my life like this? Uh, and so, Papea sees this, and she's just like, she starts to question herself a little bit. And... Uh, the next scene she's in this bar and she's sad and she's just like drinking a lot um, and she's like not sure what's going on and she's drowning her sorrows as she is like yeah she, she feels bad for what she's done to Otone and mm. how sad he looks at the end of that ceremony I see and so what happens is Otone enters the bar and she's like hiding on the other side <laughs> because she doesn't want him to see her and oh talk God. to her. Uh, but uh, he does. And so she kind of like explains what Agrippina told her about like Otone's like treachery uh, in, in terms of like how she heard that Otone was like going to give her to Claudius and Otone defends himself. uh, And is, you know, because he's so in love with her and so passionate, this, this defense actually has sway, you know, like she can Mm -hmm. tell it like that he moves it in his like heart of hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so she comes to realize that Agrippina lied to her. It's all coming down now. Yeah, here we go. Uh, so she tells Otone to come back to her later. And now Papea 
starts planning revenge. So Pompeia starts scheming because she's like, it's not enough for me to like figure out. It's not enough for me to get back together with my love. Uh, I need to, I need to get some shit going. And yeah, this is crazy. uh, Yeah. Oh my God. It gets, it gets better (laughs) because you know, if you haven't heard from one character in a while, here Uh they come. Nerone comes into the bar now. <laughs> Wait, what? He's in the bar. Oh my god. Everyone's going to this one bar. Yeah. Uh it's an opera. There's it's one stage. <laughs> Lots sure. gonna happen in one area. Um and so so basically she's arranged for Otone to come by her place later. Uh and as she like begins to devise her plan, Nerone comes in and Nerone as we've mentioned, loves to uh, imbibe, whether that be mm, yes, drinks, drugs, uh-huh. Uh-huh. women. Sure. And oh, wait, a fun fact that I haven't mentioned yet. And I can't believe I haven't mentioned yet. Nerone is a pants role. Uh, so Nerone right. is actually played by a woman. Oh, I remember that from the first episode. What a good listener. But anyways, Nerone enters the bar and he's just like super turned on by Papea. Oh, God. You know, he's like already out and about on the town. Uh, uh, and well, right. he and so Papea is just like, yes, some entrapment. Uh, and so Papea like flirts with him, does all this stuff with, and they oh like dance sexy together. Cool. And she's just like, "Oh yeah, like we're at the bar right now. Like come by my place later, um, and then we can like truly like consummate our our not our. I was gonna say consummate our love, but it's like consummate our horniness. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're like ew." <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, so Nerone's just like, yeah, I'll be there. And, um, also I will mention that outside of the plot handle, because this is like the Baroque area era and it's like 1700s, there's a lot of harpsichord in this opera and in the staging I saw, this is a scene where, so I mentioned it's a bar, which is not definitely not like a Roman, ancient Roman kind of deal. So they're at a bar that's more, it's like a, it's like a fancy bar. Uh, and there's a guy who looks like a piano player in the bar, but he's actually playing the harpsichord on stage and they have people dancing to the harpsichord, like they're grinding on each other. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> It was so good. <laughs> so Is there weird. like a beat? Is there like a trap beat with this harpsichord? No, there wasn't. I was really impressed with these dancers. Wow. That's yeah. that epic. Um, yeah. Okay. So then anyways, uh, <laughs> where was I? Uh, so you're saying Pompeii oh. told Nerone to drop by later. Yeah. Also, um, Papea also knows that Claudius will be coming by later because, oh. once again, Claudius is also horny for Papea. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know, now that he's like done the whole like denunciation of Otone, yeah. he's like, well, this, you know, now she can be mine. Right. Uh, I've gotten rid of the obstacle, the one obstacle. That's how it always not, like, Destroy the real obstacle of then she's uh wide open for another relationship. <laughs> yep, immediately, just like that. Now I got my fiance. <laughs> <laughs> this is the end of the bar scene. Now, cut to Agrippina at this moment is kind of by herself and realizing all these things that are going on. She's just like, all right. Those two dudes that I like promised to be with, if they supported Nerone, uh-huh. they know that I was scheming and they could like tattle on me to Claudius. Um, like, and Papea 
could also know I was lying. And Otone can also see me as a threat as like the former empress of the of uh, form. Yeah, not form. I mean, yeah, I guess former em- pos- future former empress. Um, <laughs> Got it. So she's just kind of like a little freaked out about the level of her scheming, but you know, yeah, all the walls are coming down for Agatha. She stays strong. Cool. Oh, she like regroups and is trying to come up with a new plan. Yeah. So here's what she does. I'm so impressed with Agrippina. I would fold like a house of cards. She really stays the course here. She's what people might call an anti-hero. You know, that's a term that gets thrown out a lot today, these days. Yes. It's like, you know, the main character that you root for, even though they're not that great. Like uh, like House on the House Doctor show. On House. <laughs> on House. Was it House MD? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so remember those two dudes that she kind of promised herself to inter- in to manipulate them? Agrippina has tried to convince these people that the two dudes who are also horny for her uh, that previously were like, we're not going to get sucked into her ruse. Uh-huh. She's now, con- she's tried to convince them. She's tried to once again, get them into her ruse. Oh no. And I already agreed not to go <laughs> her ruse though. Oh, men. So simple. Oh my God. All right, go on. <laughs> That's what you tell me all the time in my dating life. That's so simple. Uh, so basic. So straightforward. All right. But I don't mean I don't mean stupid though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm le- the more I learn about your dating life, the more I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all right. So here the last scene of Act Two is this, you know, the classic like idea of a nagging wife uh-huh. uh, and the husband who's just trying to like get rid of her. So Claudius and Agrippina are finally like alone together. I think probably one of the first times in the opera that they're just the two of them together. I'm uncomfortable with them being together since they haven't been the entire opera and they're married. Yeah. It's- uh, that's yeah. Fair sign. So, <laughs> um, Agrippina tries to convince Claudius that he should just put Nerone on the throne. And he's just like, you know what? Just get rid of the Otone problem by uh-huh. declaring Nerone as successor and everything will be great. And Claudius is not really sure. And he thinks that like what he's done so far is sufficient. Like he's going to go see Papea later. Like he's just like, what it like, this isn't a problem. Like, and Agrippina keeps going on and on about like trying to convince him to do this. And so <laughs> Claudius's servant comes in and is like, Hey, uh, Papea is, you know, of course, like waiting for you. Like you can, like, this is when you said you would like, like, he's just like, is like a calendar reminder is like, Hey, you have to go see Papea. And uh, Claudius is just like, Oh my God, I just want to like go see this young hot lady in, instead <laughs> of my wife. And so, in that scheme of like get appeasing his nagging wife, he says, sure, sure, sure. I will appoint Nerone as the successor to the empire of Rome. <laughs> yeah. That, that little chore. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm horny. This is how succession works. This is how politics works. Yeah. And so <laughs> He doesn't seem like a very good emperor. I mean, he just got Britain, so... That's true. <laughs> All right. I take it back. <laughs> okay. So, now, we have... Agrippina's just like, yes. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good about this. And now, we start into Act 3, where Woo! we cut to this elaborate revenge plan. So we're at Papea's residence. Now, mind you, she, as a, as a reminder, because so much happens in this opera, as a reminder, she has invited Otone, who she is reconciled with, to come to her place. She has also invited Nerone to come to her place. And 
Claudia is also coming to her place. Oh my god. Yes. So, okay. of course they all arrive in order and Otone arrives and she's just like, Otone, I'm going to explain. Everything will be explained to you uh, by what I'm going to do with these other people. I just need you. All I need from you is to hide in this closet and just uh, listen carefully to everything that happens. She was uh, like, it's imperative that you stay hidden. Uh-huh. You do not show yourself. Like, just stay hidden. Like, despite because we're humans and they hear the, the a man hears the sound of another man and he just can't get, he gets so riled up that he must in, intervene. Uh-huh. She's like, you, you can't do this. You must stay hidden and just listen and trust me that I've got this. And he's like, yeah, fine, it'll be difficult, whatever. And he goes into the closet and he waits. So <laughs> following this, Nerone comes because remember they were like bumping and grinding at the club, the bar. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Nerone comes because he's like, we're gonna, we're gonna get it on, is what he's thinking. Yeah. And she's just like, yes, yes, yes. Um, I want to get it on so bad with you, but my, your mom is actually about to come, and you don't want her to find out that you're here. So hide in this other closet. And he's just like, oh shit, my mom, because like his mom kind of like runs his life, as we can tell. Uh, and so he hides. Because he doesn't want to be caught there. <laughs> and Claudius shows up. And he's also just like so excited to finally like have Papea. And she's like, no, no, no. Like earlier when I said that Otone was the problem, it wasn't Otone. It was like you you misunderstood me. It was Neroni. And <laughs> he's like. He he like doesn't believe her. He's like, you know, I, I know what I heard. It was it was Otone, not Nerone. And um she's like, no, no, no. Um I can prove it to you. He's he's here. Just pretend to leave and what? he'll come out. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if he thinks that the person that is taking up Pape's time will come like because he's like, listen, Nerone thinks that he's about to bone Papea. And so he's super like, he's like, (laughs) you know, like if you're ever on Tinder and you like have, you get someone to come over late at night, you're like, no, there's like one purpose for this visit. So like you're ready to go. (laughs) Um, And so once the like distraction leaves, you can just like get back to what that one purpose was. (laughs) Sorry, Kitschka. (laughs) That's Sophia's mom's oh name or nickname. That's just her full name. It's Kitschka. Oh, that's her name. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so Claudius does exactly what she says, pretends to leave. And of course, Nerone comes out and Claudius sees that it's actually Nerone who is hiding and like, now he's like, well, Nerone is my competitor for Papea. So that's, he's just like pissed. And Nerone also is caught. So they all disband, basically. So Claudius, enraged, leaves. And Nerone also leaves and is just like, I'm screwed because, you know, his like stepfather slash the emperor of Rome. Uh-huh. now sees him as a rival and so now both of these like idiots have left and otone comes out of hiding and you know otone pape is like do you see like was you know they kind of she proves that of everything all this bullshit that's going on and uh-huh. they have a moment where they just like sing about their love and it's fine that's like <laughs> in this opera the like heart warming parts are actually kind of boring (laughs) so i'm like get back to the scheming one whole song about their love (laughs) it's actually two they have two separate arias (laughs) uh wait is it aria Um, is that the name of a song in an opera aria is a one song that expresses the feelings of a character 
So it's just a like a solo where they just talk about how they feel. Oh, and these are famous in opera, right? I've heard of an aria before. Yeah, there's famous arias, and then there's just other arias, I guess. Uh, The other form of songs in operas are called, oh my God, it's all in Italian. So I do my like, I'm doing, I feel like I say everything in this like weird Italian accent, uh, recitivi. And so kind of like, I think you can pick out the like English, I mean, well, honestly, like the Italian Latin is the base for the English word of like recitation, right? Like you're just speaking. Um, mm-hmm. so recitivi are songs in which people are speaking to each other. So it's less like passionate and emotional. It's more talking to get the plot moving forward. Ah, got it. Got it. Cool. Thank you for the opera knowledge. Yeah. So basically, so they have their nice heartwarming moment and now, <laughs> oh boy. So Nero, Nerone is has run back to his mother and is just explaining to her what has happened. And he's just like whining to his mom and his mom's just like, Oh my God, you idiot. And then (laughs) the two dudes who kept being rused Uh by Agrippina go actually do what they probably should have done in the beginning, which is just take everything to Claudius and Mm -hmm. explain what's going on to Claudius. And So uh-huh. Claudius, hearing this, realizes what Agrippina has been up to, Ooh. and he's just like, yeah, this is the moment where it all comes down for Agrippina, right? Like, uh-huh. the two dudes are like, this isn't worth this shit, and yeah. abandon her, like, schemes. Claudius, who she had previously convinced to nominate her son, Nerone, as the next emperor, mm-hmm. Claudius, like, I mean, really, that's the ultimate choice, like has realized what's going on and it's just like, well, that's not going to fucking happen. And he's like, you are a traitor. Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's all coming down for Agrippina. Right. Like, remember you were like, if I were her, I'd be sweating. This is the point where she should be sweating. Yeah. You know what she does? She plays it off. Oh, she gaslights. She plays it. So, Huh? Does she gaslight Claudius? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) She does. I hadn't thought of it that way. I was just like, oh, she just also applies a ruse to Claudius. Uh Um, No, she gaslights him. She's just like, okay, I know this looks bad, but actually I was doing all of this for you to make sure that the throne stayed in the family line. What? Like this was all to like ensure our security. What? <laughs> for okay. you. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Claudius is like, "Oh, wow. So Wait. smart, my wife. So great." Yeah. <laughs> she, she she's saying this was all to keep Nerone as the successor. Mhm. Like that her trying to get like- the the her trying to get the throne for Nerone was all an attempt to like save everything for Claudius. If no, like Nerone's in the family, so right. if Claudius ever did come back, then they would just be able to easily transition, you know, as opposed to an outsider. Got it. Okay. Also, back to your point about why did I watch? How did I watch this opera? Is because usually I read the plots beforehand, and. The Metropolitan Opera's synopsis of this plot, of this Mm -hmm. whole opera, doesn't actually reveal this plot point. And I was just like, I need to know what the description, what, how she convinces him. Because I will read to you what the Metropolitan Opera says. Ooh, here we go. They say, (laughs) The emperor confronts his wife with her misdeeds, but she manages to extricate herself with an elaborate and brilliant defense. (laughs) <laughs> it is elaborate and brilliant they were that was exactly right yeah but it's like not specific enough and i was like but what is it <laughs> i need to know so god why would claudius believe why would claudius believe that agrippina is doing this all because to keep it in the family why of her she, 
Because of her elaborate and brilliant defense, Jake. (laughs) It seems like if she wanted her son to be nominated, she could have just told him to do that. But instead, she's like, I went through an elaborate process to discredit your second in command and ruin people's relationships, recruit other people from court, uh, all without telling you. (laughs) Classic. Pretty much. It's, I mean, that's politics, right? So... No, no. So we're we're closing in on the end here. <laughs> so he believes her. And they also kind of talk about how Nerone is Papea's lover and stuff. And yeah, because I think Agrippina is just like, well, you have the hots for Papea. And Claudia is like, well, actually, well, Nerone and Papea are a thing. And... Eventually, like everyone shows up in the same st- on the stage, and so it's mm. Agrippina, Claudius, Nerone, Papea, and Otone. <laughs> and <laughs> I think I said that all in one breath, and it was a lot. That was great. Um, opera singers can do better. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so at this point, Claudius, in his patriarchal fashion, in this patriarchal fashion, is like, you know what? I'm going to make everything right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to order that Norone and Papea get married. What? And then, yeah. What? Okay, because like, keep in mind that he thinks that Norone and Papea are lovers. Like, he found Norone in Papea's like stage with Atone now, and they're not. They yes. now revealed that they're together. No. Hmm. Like Got they're it. all t- they're all on stage together. Like they've all just been summoned, mm-hmm. and so he's like, Norone and Papea clearly like he in his mind they two should be together because he found them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he found them together, and he's been and, confused by Agrippina, so he thinks uh, Norone is going to be his successor, and maybe he needs a wife and all that. Exactly. Exactly. And then, so he's like, Nerone and Papea are going to get married, and Otone is going to have the throne. Oh. Yes. What? <laughs> yes. It, it's actually, it's funny. It's it's a really funny moment because it's like, wow, you could not have read the room worse. Mm-hmm. It's getting, it literally gets everything wrong. It's like, Otone does not want the throne at all. Nerone is the one who wants the throne. Papea just and Otone just want to be together. And pretty much he he announces this that this is his decision that this is how things are going to go. And everyone's miserable. They're all oh. just like no, we don't like this and Claudius is a little taken aback, but he's like all right, fine, 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 fine. Uh Papea and Otone, Otone go off be together. And Nerone, you will be my successor. And that's it. (laughs) What? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) This is insane. And wait, and and they were singing all of this? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The idea of someone singing all these decrees is the funniest part to me. Just like, you two are going to get married. Uh, Like, you're the new king. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. That is Wasn't so that weird. Wasn't that a roller coaster? It is, but like I'm feeling unsatisfied. Why? You know what I mean, well, it wasn't like the Hollywood ending. It was just like, and the end. <laughs> Wait, it's a very happy ending. Everyone gets exactly what they wanted. Yeah, but it was just like over so fast. I thought there'd be more of like a. Uh, you know, epilogue. Oh, yeah. I mean, so technically, so technically, um, Claudius summons the goddess Juno who comes down and blesses everyone. Okay. But that, <laughs> that's, I that doesn't like really add anything to plot. Like the plot ends with everyone getting exactly what they wanted. And, and then, but no, the, but the goddess coming down—that's what I felt was missing. You know, <laughs> that classic <laughs> ending to a story. Yeah. 
Oh, well, that's all right. I mean, at least everyone's like, now everything is in order and Rome will be happy again. All right. Well, that's nice. That is nice ending. Well, what did you think? What, how did you feel when this was over? Actually having watched it. Oh my God. It was a roller coaster from start to finish. (laughs) But were you like happy at the end? Yeah, I actually highly recommend it. And it, Oh. You can rent you can rent uh-huh. operas for five bucks per opera. Can we go back and talk about Otone? Because this man does no scheming. <laughs> he's just a you know, he's like your classic second in command. Yeah. And then he yeah, but he doesn't play the game though. You have to play the game. Yeah, he plays no games. And did you like him or what did you what did you think of his character? Ah, Otone is boring. All I feel for Otone is that I feel bad for him. I just think he doesn't really want to do politics. Like, all he did was he's like a high-ranking officer. He Uh saves the emperor's life. And then he's suddenly, like, thrust into this world where he's expected to... I don't think he he realizes that he should be scheming. I see. Uh, is he like, is he opposed to it where he's like, I'm just a man of, you know, the military, my role is to stay out of politics and he's kind of just like opposed to it personally, or is he just totally unaware? Well, yeah, I think actually that might be part of his opposition to the throne. Like he's named as the successor, but once he's named as the successor, he's like, I really do not want this. He's like, I just want to be with my lady love. Oh, you know, it's kind of like the movie Gladiator, where, uh, where you know, the Russell Crowe character doesn't want anything to do with politics, and uh, but then he's nominated, but he, he has not built up any kind of political capital, so then he's kind of easily swept aside by, uh, by the Joaquin Phoenix, the Emperor's Son character. I've never seen this movie. Oh, you've never seen Gladiator? No. I wonder, you might like it if you like all this opera Roman stuff. Um, would I also like Bachelor? <laughs> I would love it if you would watch The Bachelor. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think you would find it too awkward, maybe, and wouldn't be able to watch it. Uh, um, Is it very Bachelor-esque? Uh, it was earlier on, but then it just like went totally insane. I would say like at the point where, um, I started being like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like usually you don't get to that in the bachelor because, uh, you know, someone gets kicked off at that point for causing too much drama or, you know, just kind of fizzles out. Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of the earlier stuff was very bachelor-esque um, because early on in the bachelor, you get more screen time if you cause drama and you kind of do conspiracies. But the thing is later people just kind of pick who they or they're attracted to. You know what I mean? There's only so much scheming mm-hmm. you can do. Um, yeah. Although one guy did win a couple seasons ago who hadn't broken up with his girlfriend before he went on the show. And Shut his, up, really? His name was, yeah, he was a singer named Jed. And I think he's from Nashville. And the best part... Wait, is, did the so producers he, know? You know what? I think they do sometimes, but I'm not sure they did this time. But anyways, while, while the season was going on, like it came out, his girlfriend was like, we were like together. And then like after the show, he was like, I won. We're broken up now. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and so, but here's the the most ridiculous part is, so obviously, like the the bachelorette who picked this guy finds out after the filming finishes because it's all over the internet, and she's like, "All right, well, we need to talk about this." And Jed comes over, and she's like, "So, did you have a girlfriend?" And he's like, "No, we broke up." He's like, and she was like. Like, what do you mean you broke up? She says you were, you, you know, had just gone on a vacation together the week before. And he's like, well, it wasn't a verbal breakup. Uh, 
<laughs> it was a it was non nonverbal. <laughs> and she was like, what? what? And so basically, yeah, he just like literally never broke up with this girl. Um, and just kind of like, I don't know, assumed he would lose early on. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So you can see how this kind of fits in with the drama of an opera. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like they should definitely try to mix in some political component with the bachelor franchise to make it more like this, this, uh, production. Yeah. Like you could maybe win a seat in like your state house or something. <laughs> oh my God. Get some political power, something that'll uh, like, you know, low level, but still has power. <laughs> I feel like that's where America is, is trending. Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> trending towards idiocracy. Oh my god, America is wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's getting a crazy here. <laughs> yeah. Um, back to the opera. Uh huh. Yeah. What do you think? Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I think I enjoyed it. Everything except the abrupt ending. Um, I thought it was good. I. Yeah. Sometimes when I hear about operas or I try to watch them, uh, I don't know. I lose focus because the stories are a little old fashioned, but this story is crazy. And I feel like this, is this one of the most exciting ones? No, not really. Oh, there's even more exciting operas. Oh, there's some really messed up operas. Okay. See listeners, this is, you have to look forward to even crazier stuff. Um, Well, I thought it was very (laughs) exciting. If I know, if all the operas were like this, then I, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to watching more. Um, maybe this has inspired me to get back on that opera train. Aw. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, yeah. Well, um, I'm glad you enjoyed the opera, Jake. It was, this was, I was really scared about this opera. I'm like, it's a highly complex plot. Like you have, there's like all these people and you have to remember exactly what they're thinking of and what they're doing. But so wait, I want to talk about one more thing back to my point about n- like no one in this opera is explicitly bad or evil. I mean, I still, it seems to me like Agrippina is bad. She might be compelling character and likable, like an anti-hero, but uh, she definitely seems to have caused more problems and being a more dishonest person than most people. Uh, like, Claudius also not great. He's cheating. He just seems to only care about sex. Kind of a simpleton, throwing the fate of his country around, uh, kind of at a whim, um, and also t- telling other people they can be together romantically uh, at a whim too. Um, he's not a great guy. And then Nerone, you know, just kind of like a one of those like druggy burnouts. But then I, I mean, I'd say Atone and Pompeia are definitely more likable to me. Um, that's who I, uh, was rooting for and who that's who I was, I was most happy about them getting what they wanted at the end. Everyone else. It's like, who cares? Um, yeah. So that was my take, but, uh, I could see the Agrippina character being very compelling, uh, especially if she's played by a really good actress. So, yeah, yeah she plays all these people. I like anti-heroes, too. I think that's cool. I've had enough heroes, you know. Enough heroes. That's right. Don't show me a hero, Oscar Isaac. Oh, my God, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, we could talk about him for a long time, too. And we will, but not right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, if you don't have any more comments on the opera itself, I will... Skip forward to the conclusion of the show. I was just going to say that it's very, it, uh, it seems like it's a lot of work for you to do this. You have to put together the summaries and watch these things and put together the podcast. I feel like that mm-hmm. should be, that it should be commended. Uh, as most podcasts, <laughs> not a lot of preparation done by the host, but you seem like you're putting a lot into it. So I just want you to know that we, we appreciate it. Thanks, Jake. All right. No problem, well- buddy. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> All right. And with that, I'll close it off. So thank you to Jake for sitting through this recording with me and listening to the very long-winded and complex plot of Agrippina. And thank you to all of my listeners. And if you enjoy this, subscribe and listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, I disagree. I think that they should follow you on your social media, uh, perhaps Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. (laughs) And you know what? Scratch that. Tell a friend as well. you know, I, that's I, you know, agree with you about most things, but this I disagree with you about, and <laughs> I'm gonna go now. I'm so upset. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye. All right. Bye.